The reading is taken from Psalm 81, reading verses 1 to 10. Bend down and hear my prayer, O Lord, and answer me, for I am in deep trouble. Protect me from death, for I try to follow all your laws. Save me, for I am serving you and trusting you. Be merciful, O Lord, for I am looking up to you in constant hope. Give me happiness, O Lord, for I worship only you. O Lord, you are so good and kind, so ready to forgive, so full of mercy for all who ask your aid. Listen closely to my prayer, O God. Hear my urgent cry. I will call to you whenever trouble strikes and you will help me. Where among the heathen gods is there a God like you? Where are their miracles? All the nations, and you made each one, will come and bow before you, Lord, and praise your great and holy name. For you are great, and you do great miracles. You alone are God. Today's Gospel reading is from Matthew 10. A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher and the slave like the master. If they have now called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing is secret that will become, not become known. And what I say to you in the dark, tell in the light. And what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body but not, cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both body and soul. Are there not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground unperceived by your father. And even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I also will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. Do not think I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And one's foes will be members of one's household. Whoever loves father or mother before more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. Holy wisdom and holy words. Thanks be to God. Amen. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light. And what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Listen very carefully. I shall say this. Only once. If you are going to change the world, don't be surprised that others will try to stop the change that you want to be part of.
but also don't be surprised if the change you seek to effect doesn't materialise because you failed to plan properly. When facing opposition and to ensure that you organise effectively, then it's best to meet in secret, in the dark, where no one can overhear you. Gather together after curfew, avoid the secret police and the collaborators and organise, plan, plot. After all, there's no point in leaving the shadows, going out into the world just for each of us to be cheaply picked off one by one. To effect real lasting change, we must recognise that we cannot do all of this on our own. We need to manage, to resource others so that they join our cause. Of course, you don't have to be a Christian to recognise that all worthwhile causes must be bigger than the one who serves them. For there's no point in one being able to dream if one has nothing to dream about. There is no reason why good cannot triumph as often as evil. The triumph of anything is a matter of organisation. If there are such things as angels, I hope they are organised along the lines of the Mafia. Jesus has gathered his friends after dark in the shadows to organise, to plan, to work out how they're going to change the world. And yet, throughout this passage for today, there is a sense of danger, of a threat to Jesus even in those earliest days of his ministry. Jesus wants the disciples to be fully aware of the implications, what the costs might be of following him. To be a disciple of Christ can be a life-threatening experience. And it was for every single one of those gathered listening to him on that day, each of whom would suffer a violent death. Now, all of this may seem a little alien to us in the relative safety of 21st century Britain, but let us not forget that in some parts of our world, people of faith do still gather in the darkness, hiding away, breaking curfews to gather for worship and to plan their activities, yet always fearful of the violence that might be unleashed against them by the state police, or those afraid of minority groups, or other religions. Many of the asylum seekers and refugees in our own country, let's be clear, have fled from appalling brutality that they have experienced in another country. Years where to be a believer meant living in fear of the knock on the door, 
the worry that they might become one of the disappeared. It's safer to remain in hiding. It's easier to keep your head down. Speak in whispers so that no one can inform on you. The trouble is that those who are hiding, those who are locked down, cannot achieve very much. Sure, you can contemplate, you can think, and you can plan. But at some point, if you want to effect change, if you want to serve that great and noble cause, you cannot remain in complete safety. Risks will have to be taken. The plans that you make in hiding, the organisation you created in lockdown, will have to be implemented. The time for action will soon arrive. So what I say to you in the dark, tell in the light. And what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. So we've had that time of planning and organising. The question is, have we got the faith to now do something about all of that? To go and be active in the great and noble cause? When it comes to leaving those places of safety, the hiding spots, the shelter from the storm, the locked down house. Remember that pursuing the path of justice means that there will be those who will seek to silence you. There are those who want to restrict the freedoms of others and they will try to halt your activities. Remember that when you raise your head above the parapet, don't be too surprised to discover that there's somebody taking pot shots at you. Martin Luther King said, the ultimate tragedy is not the oppression and cruelty by the bad people, but the silence over that by the good people. Over the centuries, the victims of our world have been easily silenced. But too often, those who had the chance to speak out didn't take their opportunity. Injustice was allowed to thrive as good people kept quiet. Why do they keep quiet? Is it the fear of being ridiculed? Is it those siren voices in each of our ears? What's the point? It won't really make a difference, will it? All that effort and for so little reward. We need to be clear. The great scourges which have held humankind back, the great scourges that have prevented us from truly inheriting the earth, war, pandemics, hunger, poverty, discrimination and fear 
they won't be abolished in our lifetime. It's with regret that I tell you that, and I fear not even in our children or our grandchildren's time. But let us not feel hopeless. We should not lie down and bewail the seeming hopelessness of this situation. Can we take one small step, strike one tiny blow on behalf of the future? Let us not be intimidated by the seeming intractability of the world's problems. Let us have courage and hope as we start the fight back. Let us be people of Christ's kingdom. The gospel of the reign of Jesus assures us that what we do, however small, it counts. When Jesus proclaimed the gospel, he set the disciples a task to build a church which would keep on speaking out for justice, for a future where children might play in safety and our vulnerable and frail might be looked after and that they might live in dignity. Ordinary people were challenged to accept personal responsibility for the future and to enlist themselves in a cause which will not exhaust itself before they exhaust themselves. Jesus' vision needs the whole of history to contain it. He sent us to give the good news to the poor, to tell prisoners that they are prisoners no more, to tell blind people that they can see and set the downtrodden free, and go tell everyone the news that the kingdom of God has come. Do you accept Christ's challenge? Or do you just want to keep your head down? Amen.